This is the What's Brewing Podcast, brought to you by Plan First Asset Management and Financial Services. What's up, Bruin Nation? Johnny Gamut and Coach Tony Miller on the What's Brewing Podcast, and uh, excited to get another episode in front of you as we have Marjorie Elliott from the women's volleyball team joining the podcast today thanks for for taking the time to come on yeah thank you for having me one, one thing i love about marjorie and this is kind of what i want to spend most of the time talking about today um i want to talk about players who play on teams who have a role that is not necessarily in the game all the time because marjorie is like if you look it up in the dictionary of uh, of a team player or a, a contributor that's not your all-star on the team, Marjorie's picture would probably be there. Um, <laughs> and, and so, but, but I want to talk about that because it's so in our, in our sports society, it's, I have to be number one. I have to be the man or I have to be the woman. I have to be the star of my team. Otherwise I don't feel like I'm contributing. And you came in, you know, and, and like I said, you know, you, you, you weren't the person that was the all-star, the all-American, but you ended up being voted captain of the team last year mm-hmm. and, and had to take more of a vocal role from the sidelines. So let's talk about it. What, why do you think that is important and, and, and why that's needed on any team? I think just knowing your skills and knowing what you can contribute to any team is really important. I came in and, of course, I don't want to sit on the bench. I don't like being on the bench. Um, But I realized pretty fast that, oh, wow, there's some really great girls that play outside hitters, so I'm just going to have to work hard. Um, And I continue to work hard, but then I realized just because I'm on the sideline doesn't mean that I still can't be a part of the team and can't make the team better. Um, I still have a role to play. I still need to be a teammate. And just being there for them um, whenever I could be was really important to me. You can spot these people a mile away. Oh, absolutely. A a coach that's been around players for any length of time. I I mean, I haven't met her before she walked in the door. But every team needs players like that. I mean, I think of, like, Robert Horn on our team and Marjorie. And, like, there's just something that emanates from them. There's a level of maturity. And the maturity is often connected with, like, the self-awareness. They know what their skills are. Of course, they have that competitiveness in them. Like, no, no coach wants a player on their team that's not competitive. <laughs> competitive. <laughs> so we want them to pl- to pl- want to play, but they 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 understand what their limits are, and really, they understand their importance isn't just connected to what you do on the court or you know playing in a match or whatever. It's like practice, having mm-hmm. the the stars and the people that get all the headlines and everything. They can't play against themselves in practice. Uh, so how do how does that impact and, and affect what you do even practice? Because most of what you're contributing probably isn't seen or noticed or, but like off the court or you know not you know not in games. What kinds of things would you focus on that you think you know I can really make an impact this way? The better I get, the better my team gets because I'll scrimmage against the team or. I'll be on whichever side that coach has me on. And same with like a lot of the freshmen or the new people. Coach will have us. And the better that we become, the better our team gets because the harder competition they face in practice. Mm -hmm. And so every time I learn more and more about, okay, my approach, I need a harder hit, I need this. And the more I work on that, the better my teams become because Mm -hmm. if I'm working hard, then they have to work harder to be able to beat me. You know, going back to last season, you and Rachel were the two captains of the team. 
And, you know, even from a player perspective, you know, Rachel was on the court a lot, main setter for us and, and our team. How did you guys work together from a leadership perspective? Because I know that you, you had told me in the past of how Coach Denny would, would use you guys as kind of the, for lack of a better term, the middleman between the players and the coaching staff and, and use you as kind of the, for lack of a better term, bigger sister to, to some of the younger players and that kind of thing. So how do you think you guys were able to work together last year, particularly at being the first year or two? Um, our big focus was just getting the girls to understand everything that needed what was expected of them and what needed to happen before games, after games, before practice, after practice, and things like that. Um, Rachel really focused on the on the court things, making sure the girls understood where do I transition to, where is my base, who do I sub in and out for. I focused a lot on making sure that girls knew, okay, what are we wearing to practice today? What do we need to bring on our road trips? Um, anything like that. Also making sure that the bench gets involved in games, making sure the bench is looking for holes too. Um, and we just kind of ping-ponged off of each other. If I couldn't do something, she would do it for me or vice versa, just helping each other out. Yeah. And again, that people in the stands don't see it, but that's as, as important or more important oh, than the stuff that happens on the court. So if you don't have those players, you don't win championships, you don't make it to nationals, you don't do yeah. the stuff that everybody – You don't go 27 and yeah. 10 and win – the the regionals last year that you get like you guys guys did um and i know you and i have talked about it before of of kind of the surprise that all of us had of you guys last season of of just being honest thinking that you were going to be you know 10 and 27 instead of 27 Mm -hmm. and 10 so you know from from your captain role and from your role as a player on the team at what point over the course of the season did you guys really start to get that confidence of we're we're beating teams and the teams that we're losing to like we're not losing bad to we're we're in these matches at what point did you guys start to click and say we can do this we can we can win our region we can compete at nationals i think it started honestly the first home game we played tokoa that was such an awesome atmosphere yeah. and we just went out there and played our hearts out and we really kind of saw what we could do and we all just kind of looked at each other and we're like well let's not even yeah. We're going to work as hard as we can this season and just get as far as we can and just work each game for each game and get better and better and better. And that was, I think, Tacoa was really that game, yeah. first game. So how do you bottle that or take that and then have that carry on to this year? Yeah. We have just another great group of girls as we did last year. Um, we want to go further this year. We weren't content with how we competed at nationals last year. So this year we're going to work our best right now working hard all the time just so that we can get to nationals and do even better than we did last year i want to talk a little bit about what it's like to play for a coach like coach denny um coach miller and i have the opportunity to interact with her in a non-competitive way um you know as a as a co-worker as a friend as a you know as a, just i like being around her but i know once she gets her coaching hat on it, there's a there's a different side of coach denny that comes out and so what, what i kind of want to talk about is you know letting people who are listening to this podcast i mean coach denny needs no introduction 14 national championships mm-hmm. multiple hall of fames m- numerous coach of the year awards what's it like playing for coach denny on the court and the coach denny off the court honestly it's just a big honor when i found out that coach denny was coming i got so excited that even the idea that i might get to play under her she's a really tough coach and lots of things she always tells us if i'm not telling you something to fix in practice be worried because that means i don't see potential in you anymore mm-hmm. 
So as much as it might hurt sometimes when you've worked and worked and she keeps finding new things <laughs> that you need to work on, it's like also encouraging because you know that she sees more. She is a tough coach. She makes us work. We work hard all the time. We do not slack as a team. There's no such thing as slacking in women's volleyball. But it's so great because then we go in a game and we see all the hard work and we see, oh, I see how what coach did make sense. Coach off the court loves us so much. She has us over for dinner. She'll talk with us. She's always, her office is always open to talk. Sometimes it can be a little bit intimidating because she's still coach, but she is very knowledgeable. She's has an awesome relationship with Christ. She's just always available to talk, to give us advice, to help us understand something we don't understand too. So is there something maybe that she has instilled in you or encouraged in you that you didn't have before because of the opportunity to play? Definitely always being competitive, always trying your best. Her phase of having, what she says is fun is, fun is doing hard things well. Mm. And I just love that. And then she also instilled in us, volleyball is my form of worship to Christ. Mm. Because I am not that great of a vocalist or a pianist or anything like that. But just Mm -hmm. because I don't have those skills doesn't mean that I can't take the skills that God did give me and give them back to him in my sport. So every time I go out on that court, I better be playing my best because I'm worshiping Christ when I play. Well, that's that's awesome. I mean, I think that's it carries on the theme of what the athletics department here at, at Bob Jones is all about. But I actually I've never heard it put in that language before, and I think that's that's really really cool to think about how mm-hmm. you know. And for those of you that are listening, you might be an accountant and you're you're typing things into an Excel spreadsheet right now, and you know that's that's your worship to the Lord. That's the offering that you're that you're hoping to give up to Him, and so. Um, you know, whether it's volleyball or music or, or whatever, I think it's it's important for us to understand that, you know, God says in Colossians that we're supposed to do everything heartily, uh, even eating and drinking that we're supposed to do heartily and to our best unto the Lord. So, um, so you know, getting back into into volleyball and it, back into this season a little bit, um, as a as an upperclassman, you're one of the few seniors on the team this year. You mentioned we have a lot of great girls coming in and joining the team this year. How instrumental is it for the upperclassmen to a be on the same page as upperclassmen but b be able to take those younger players and plug them into the holes that you know some of our seniors last year left what we do now is what the team will become so the atmosphere that us as upperclassmen create in the gym is the atmosphere that the freshmen are going to become comfortable with So we played last year, so we need to understand that coach expects a high-energy, intense practice every practice, and we need to be bringing that. Um, Just getting to know all of the freshmen, letting them know that we're there for them, helping them understand coach, because, again, coach is coach, and Mm -hmm. it can be hard sometimes, but just really encouraging them to talk to her and just getting to know them each individually I think is really big so that they can step into roles that have left. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Marjorie. Unfortunately, we're out of time here for this week's episode of the What's Brewing podcast, but we could talk for hours, I'm sure, about uh, – I just love the topic of, like I said, a player like Marjorie who – uh, knows what her role is and does her role to the best of her absolute, the absolute best of her ability. So again, thank you for taking the time to join us today. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the What's Brewing podcast on iTunes. You can find it by just searching in the uh, 
iTunes store and uh, be sure to follow us on, uh, on Twitter and all the other social media channels as well. Be sure to follow women's volleyball all season long schedule. The roster and everything is online right now at BJUBruins.com. For Coach Miller, I'm Johnny Gamut, and that's What's Brewing. You've been listening to the What's Brewing podcast, brought to you by Plan First Asset Management and Financial Planning. To learn more, visit planfirst.com.